1: Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Too Many Captains Productions.
0: Find us at a moviepodcast.com on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And now, here comes a new episode of Collateral Cinema.
2: I'm Bo Maddox.
0: I'm Robert Ortegon. I'm Ashley
2: Chancellor. And this is Collateral Cinema. <laughs> Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We're podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, be it dabs, blunts, bongs, or joints, smoke it if you've got it. And also, we are celebrating the spooky season as well. Of course, you know, Halloween is coming up here very soon, and... We did the human centipede on our previous episode with Juliet Miranda, Uh our season premiere, uh, might I add. Right, Ash? Yeah, actually,
0: that was uh, a lot of fun. And uh, I'm really happy to be part of Collateral Cinema this spooky month because we've got uh, a lot of just really fun movies to talk about, I think. You know, between uh, this, The the Monster Squad, uh, as well as... You mentioned our season premiere, The Human Centipede, and uh, Halloween Ends as our Halloween special. I mean, I just think all around, it, it's a pretty fun playlist.
2: It really is. And I'm looking forward to so much this season, but especially this movie right here, which was picked by none other than Robert ortegon our good friend and longtime co-host. Yeah, he picked this movie, right, Robert? Yes, I did. You did, didn't you? So... Why did you pick this movie, Robert?
1: It was like one of the first movies I rented from Blockbuster, along with, you know, House and, uh, you know, the the one with William Cat. I don't think Ash has seen it, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to rent a lot of Child's Play movies, too, back then. Damn it. Fuck yeah. Like, part one and two a lot, you know?
2: Yeah, this is one of those movies that kind of elicits that nostalgic, you know, going to the... Uh, video store vibe, you know, it, it would have those elaborate 80s, uh, you know, video covers and whatnot that, <laughs> that was always just like, uh-huh. you know, so awesome and everything. And I mean, this is a movie, though, that's a little more accessible than a lot of those other movies. You know, I mean, those would be like your Nightmares on Elm Streets, your Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. you know, movies like that. Right.
1: I actually saw this movie before Goonies. Oh, yeah. Know. But uh, Goonies is always good too. It's the greatest. We'll be talking about that too, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is basically like the Goonies, but set in a black comedy horror genre. Uh, That—that's really what it amounts to, right? Yeah.
2: Ultimately, yeah. This is something I wanted to touch upon whenever we did this. Um, it's kind of part of a little bit of a subgenre that kind of came out of the '80s, like maybe maybe close to like the uh, the mid '80s up to like the late 80s, early 90s, and that's the kids' team movies, you know? Movies where you would have a bunch of uh, token stereotypical (laughs) character types get together, and they usually face a common foe or a common problem or whatnot, or they have, like, some type of adventure in store. Movies like this, going back to the 80s, I mean, you had, of course, the originator of this, I would argue probably is actually stephen king's it that's pretty much the quintessential uh series and movie that actually Mm -hmm. you know fits that uh that story type
0: god damn it i saw a meme of this exact genre somewhere and i don't remember exactly what it said but it was like it was something like yeah that's like it's a group of kids and uh an urban setting like a small town setting though so I guess like a suburban setting. I don't remember the specific details of it,
2: but <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I get you. I mean, j- just the fact that there is a meme about that out there just kind of proves my point, you know. I exactly. Mean, th- there, there's and there's lots of movies that kind of fit under this uh, particular genre. Like, for instance, the aforementioned Goonies. That's one of them. Goonies. I would argue that Stand by Me, another Stephen King movie, is kind of the sort of the same thing, right? Yeah. Very much so, um, I would even I would say maybe Lost Boys,
1: kind of has that boys.
2: that feel to it, maybe a little bit. Uh, it's like man, I thought of some other examples earlier today. Um, but it's the boys, you know. It's it's usually the boys. The boys. So, sometimes there's a token girl. Sometimes, <laughs> not in this movie. What now. am I invisible? Yeah. There's another, there's another kid's team movie right there. The buttercream Gang. That totally fits oh, into the, the, the whole role. Right. And I mean, the, I, I would say the three ninjas kind of has that vibe, except, you know, they were kind of going off of the whole, uh, you know, Macaulay, the whole McCulkin, uh home alone thing. You know, right. <laughs> right. Robert? Well,
1: the, the, the trap set up in the house.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean more like ninjas and everything.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. They did all their own stones too. Right? Yeah.
2: They did, yeah. Those kids, those, that was crazy.
1: Classic. Right? Yeah.
2: I remember
0: there was a there was a three ninjas video game. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. I, I actually have that on my PlayStation Classic. Yeah, no, I actually played that on a modded
0: Xbox back in the day, as in original Xbox. Uh, my my aunt and uncle they had a a a, a modded original Xbox. And it had a bunch of just classic, you know, retro games ranging from, you know, NES to uh, any of the generations up to original Xbox. And uh, Three Ninjas was on there. Hell yeah! And it was man. fucking awesome, dude. I remember that actually.
2: It's really a fun game. I mean, it it the the tutorial takes up a good chunk of the first half of the game. Not really the half of the game. But the first like maybe. 15 to 20 minutes of the game. But other than that, it's a lot of fun. But this movie right here, the monster squad fits that genre to a T. Like you pretty much have all the character types. You have the, the cool kid that, you know, is should be too cool to be there, but his interest actually kind of aligns with the other kids. The Robert of the group, the Uh. Robbie, right. right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, the Josh Brolin type, or in this case, uh, What's what? What the fuck is his name? Rudy Holleran. Rudy.
1: Rudy. 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 That's yeah. Sean Astin.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that that's a different Rudy. <laughs> but th- yeah, th- this Rudy. He is he he uh, comes into the movie with a with a bang. Honestly, like that kid is getting uh, getting uh, harassed and bullied and everything. Which, by the way, we'll talk about him here in a second. Because yes, ripped his name his is
1: Comic Book Bro. Yeah, ripped his comic book. That could have been an expensive comic book. Bucked up his candy bar. That could have been an expensive candy bar.
2: Could have been a very expensive candy <laughs> bar, exactly. And Rudy just comes up, lights up a cigarette, very '80s thing. Is kids, <laughs> kids smoking? The <laughs> very his, '80s thing. Part right of his
1: Converse. This yeah.
0: motherfucker is sitting in the Monster Club meeting, and he's actually taking uh, spying on the the girl the, the with sister, binoculars. Yeah, the this, sister of one of the boys. The sister of
2: one of the boys. The one that they end up uh, thinking is a virgin. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean he he, he just looks at that uh, at that bully who by the way isn't that uh isn't that uh what's his name's uh, uh in the Wonder Years. Isn't that his bro- older brother? Oh yeah. Isn't that supposed to be Fred Savage's older brother and With everything? Kevin Arnold's oh, Kevin Arnold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in he was in that movie, but Wonder he, Years. Yeah, he's the quintessential bully character, which is another archetype of these movies. I mean, you always have to
1: have the bully. The freaking punk, right?
2: yeah punk motherfucker fuck that kid right <laughs>
1: yeah. fuck that
2: fucking kid
1: that's why he made him eat that candy bar because he was yeah. the Fonz dude
2: he's the Fonz man yeah yeah he totally has that archetype he has the uh, leather jacket he rides up on a bicycle he has his hair slicked back total uh, Richard Grieco shit definitely ha-
1: happy <laughs> yeah happy days bro
2: happy days all the way man like just
1: hey <laughs> hey yeah see
2: that's pretty much Robert's entire fucking uh, personality.
1: <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, yo. You know?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Your personality is more like Scott Hall.
1: Hey. Hey.
2: Hey, hey yo. Hey. <laughs>
0: It's just John Stamos, and James Nish. Dean, John
2: Stamos and James Dean, and, and Ryan Gosling, and, Ryan Gosling. and, the, and, the Gosling.
1: and Richard Grieco all and, into one, and and, an, and don't with, forget Greg Sestero, with Antonio Banderas,
2: <laughs> with Antonio Banderas, right? <laughs> <laughs> <With> a, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> gotta,
1: gotta throw that in there.
2: <laughs> As
0: usual, this is quickly going off the rails. Oh,
2: no shit. <laughs> no shit it's going off the rails. Jesus Christ. The boys are back again. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and the the other key, the character type is of course the fat kid. Like in a lot the of these kid. movies, in a lot of these movies, there's always a fat kid. And this this <laughs> one they lampshaded by just calling him literally fat kid. <laughs> they literally call him fat kid. His friends call him fat kid. And you know what's funny is he
0: very clearly does not enjoy does not like being called fat kid. Does not support no. that. Does not is not does not tolerate that. And- <laughs> Yeah, his friends, fucking
2: call him that. Oh, his friends are fucking dicks, man. I mean, as as a f- as a former fat kid myself, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. that that tracks, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't cool, kids. Don't 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 bully people because of their hey. way. Don't be a dick.
0: He's the Elden. <laughs> he's
2: the Elden. He's the Elden. Exactly. He's the Elden <laughs> of this See, movie. There, there you go. He's oh he's got actual God. swagger,
0: man. He's got actual swagger. The fat kid's fucking dope. He's the only one that wields a fucking shotgun and pumps it towards the screen, badass My name
2: is Horace. Horace. <laughs> it's like Hor- and, and that's about as badass as somebody who's named Horace is going to get Big
0: Dick Energy.
2: Big dick energy right there. Yeah. He he just flops it out just, w- w- <laughs> just right on the fucking table in front of those bullies like, yeah. Yeah, what do you think about that? Eat that chocolate bar. Why don't you? Uh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean he he starts like like we said, he starts off a little uh you know, being bullied and, you know, kind of the weakling. But, you know, over time, he he really, you know, grows as a character. He starts to kind of really, really kind of show less and less cowardice.
1: Oh, can we play the movie or no?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's play the movie. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. How, how could we not play the movie? we got to have it
1: running in the background. got to have it
2: running in the background. Yeah. Oh, shit. How could I forget? Yeah, hit, hit it again. Hit it again. Yeah, everybody. This is the part of the uh, the show where we just go off the rails and we try to start the movie. <laughs> we, we try to start the fucking movie a quarter way through the fucking quarter, podcast, a quarter of the way, of course, because we're fucking dumbasses and jackasses and shit. <laughs> Kids, don't don't do drugs. This is why you don't do drugs.
1: I think we were trailing off. That's what happened, right? <laughs> yeah, we were trailing off and
2: everything, you know. But yeah, I mean, the fat kid he eventually grows some balls. And, and speaking of balls. Yeah, he's the one who utters that immortal line, the line that defined a generation, the line that n- <laughs> turned boys into men. Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman's got nards, which, by the way, the actor who uh, plays that, who who plays like the main kid, he uh, not only did he like with some of our Instagram stuff, doesn't he have a, a documentary called Wolfman's Got Nards?
0: Yeah, exactly. And he actually, we posted a. There was a, I did a promo for this episode on Instagram. Uh, what's his name? I have it. I know
2: you sent it to our messages.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Andre Gower, who, who plays, you know, the main kid of this movie. Yeah, he's the director slash producer of Wolfman's Got Nards, a documentary.
2: So, uh, yeah, that's actually pretty fucking cool. That really is, man. Hell yeah. Thank you very much, sir. It's like we, we enjoy this movie and we enjoy your role in this movie. Isn't
0: that yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, I I tagged him in the image cuz, you know, he was he was the I always do that with act actors and images that we post and uh yeah, and he fucking liked it, which was cool as shit. Yeah. yeah. So, the yeah. actor that plays Sean and uh yeah, no, this is actually this movie was a fucking blast, man. I I you know, it doesn't follow any sort of sensible storytelling, but that doesn't matter because it's fucking awesome. It's like it's like a kid's movie, but at the same time, it just goes to insane levels of pushing that PG-13 rating at yeah. the time. <laughs> and, and,
2: and going back to the characters, the characters really play the biggest role in that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we go from Fat Kid, it's like you go to Sean, who, of course, the aforementioned, you know, Mr. Gowdy, or whatever yeah. his, what his name was. Um, like, he's a pretty much a very archetypal, stereotypical character in his own right. I mean... You always have to have kind of the everyman protag, right? He is, is he protagonist, coon?
0: Definitely protagonist, coon. Just you know, you're 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 uh, you're white bread protagonist. you Abs- absolutely, yeah, yeah. You're definitely. <laughs>
2: yeah, he, he's uh, he's part of an all-American family, which unfortunately is seems to be on the verge of divorce. You know, that's that's intimated many times throughout the movie, but it's not really like, you know, it's 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 not really like expounded upon. You just kind of see it in the background of the movie. Uh-huh. And and also he has a little sister who is absolutely adorable, totally adorable in this entire movie. I'm, every time I was just like, oh, why, why are they being so mean to her?
0: You know, it's like all you have to do is start the buttercream Mets. Exactly, you gotta bring
2: the buttercream Mets into this, because once the buttercream Mets get on their case, you know, they'll never leave you alone. I mean, they're they're like a they're like a bad case of herpes. They just come, keep coming back and oh, coming God. back and coming back. Oh man, right, Robert? There's no
1: Widow Jenkins in this movie. There is no Widow Jenkins in this movie. No, because <laughs> the buttercream Mets took care of the Widow Jenkins in this <laughs> exactly.
0: movie. Exactly. And she does not come back as a zombie. No, no,
2: there there is a a character that is an old person who is kind of a recluse in this movie. The old the old spooky German man. Who, by the way, that's. But he's
0: based as fuck.
2: He's based as fuck. Like, yeah, like I I love I love that little bit of misdirection when they uh, actually go and talk to him, where you think that he has them captive and he has his knife out and everything. And then uh, he's like, I know what you want. It's like, you want some more pie? And he just gives him <laughs> pie and Pepsi and shit. It's like, holy shit, why weren't y'all hanging out with this old man this whole time?
1: this house is creepy, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it looks can be deceiving. And, of course, you yeah. have that, that one moment that just kind of like comes out of nowhere where... It turns out that he is a German Jew who survived the Holocaust. Mm. It's like
0: that, and that just makes him him more based. It makes him exactly. totally based,
2: exactly. And he, he becomes a, a huge fuck. part of the ending of the movie, you know, because, and, that, and that's because Sean gets a uh, book that is supposedly by uh, Van Helsing's uh, journal and everything. Yeah, and this dude just fucking,
0: he serves these kids pie. By the way, he's credited actually as Scary German Guy. That's what they call him in the movie, Scary German Guy. So there's Fat Kid and there's Scary German Guy. Uh, but he actually turns out to be the dopest dude ever. He strolls up on him and he's, and he's like, yeah, okay, where's, where's the journal? And he, he serves them fucking pie and he, he translates that shit for them. And so, you know, like, yeah, what a fucking Chad.
2: Yeah, yeah, he, he is totally the man of the hour there and everything. And uh, also, you you have the younger character, the, the character who, is, who inexplicably wears a Confederate uh, cap, a Confederate <laughs> soldier cap. Why, why is that happening? Robert, can you explain that? No, I could not. Why, why does that happen? <laughs> like, Robert, what, what, let's say that you're a kid in the 80s, you have a Confederate uh, soldier cap. Do you wear it or no?
1: You know, remember when people were putting like badges on their clothes back then, like Michael Jackson? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like medals and everything. Oh, I don't know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> like battle jackets and everything. Yeah, dude. Those jackets. Even Iggy had that, a that's, too. That, I don't that, know.
2: That's punk shit, dude.
1: Yeah. Is that like a fetish or no, like a, not a fetish. What the hell am I saying? No, no, like that, a, that's a
2: that's a fashion style. A fashion
1: right? is it like a trend? Like I don't know, like that's right just right for, that's right just something
2: 80s? from the eighties and yeah. that the metalheads and punks did. They thought what, it was that
1: cool? an
0: eighties thing? Because I don't know, it was fucking weird to me. As soon as it was pointed out, I was like, no, no, yeah, that's a confederate hat.
2: That is one hundred percent a confederate <laughs> hat. <laughs> was that a thing, Robert? Would you wear the confederate hat? You never answered the question. You would sight- I wear it? Would you wear it if you're a kid in the eighties? Uh, probably not. Probably not because I want to say this my my family inexplicably had a union Civil War cap a blue one which was Damn. interesting yeah so I mean that that was actually pretty cool but what other what other characters are there here I think that's pretty much it you know you pretty uh-huh. much have that and then you have of course the monsters themselves
1: all the universal monsters yeah. So.
2: Like, let's talk, let's talk about the Dracula character here. Like, I mean, Robert, what do you think are the influences here? It kind of wears it on its sleeve a little bit, but.
1: Yeah, I was kind of expecting Christopher Lee, you know, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Christopher Lee.
1: Yeah. Right. He's like a, he's
0: like a discount Christopher Lee. If you ordered Christopher Lee from wish.com
2: discount, Christopher Lee shit, he's more like discount Peter Cushing shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I th- I think that that's really where a lot of this comes fr- comes from. I mean, a lot of people say that this is more like universal monsters and I get that. You you have all the uh you have all the actual monsters, the creature of the Black Lagoon, the wolfman, yeah. the mummy, all that shit. But honestly to me, I kind of feel like this actually evokes more like Hammer horror from the UK than anything. And and they did a lot with the uh with the character archetypes that the Universal monsters kind of set forth with like Frankenstein, with, especially with Dracula. That's where you have the Christopher Lee Dracula and yeah. Peter Cushing and all that. It's like, I mean, you have all the ladies of Hammer Horror. It's like, yeah. it, it's a whole style and a whole mood of film. And a lot of, the, uh, a lot of the stuff involving the monsters here really evokes that image to me even more so than the classic Universal movie. You know, it's kind of coming from a from a very different type of history involving these types of characters.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like how they portray Dracula as just like the boss of them all. Like, so normally, in in uh, as far as you know, cinema history goes, Dracula and and you know the werewolf the wolfman the werewolves as an as an entity whatever yeah yeah our rivals but no here dracula is just he's just the chat on top and so you know i kind of want to see this uh i kind of want to see this godzilla king of the monsters style like well take on that, where, that where, where you see dracula just just force the other monsters into submission that would be
2: pretty awesome
0: make them his bitches
2: yeah, mm-hmm. right. And just, to uh, you know, do it all all, all out onslaught against Japan. <laughs> just uh, everyone, Mothra, King Ghidorah, fucking, uh, <laughs> fucking hell yeah, fucking Gamera and everything. It's like shit. Yeah, just everybody. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. Dracula in this movie, I mean, he, he goes hard most of the time, honestly. He yeah. really does. Like, for instance, when he picks up uh, the little sister just straight up by the jaw, picks her up, looks her straight in the eyes and, like, says, give me the amulet, you bitch. It's like, holy shit, they just got a little girl a bitch, dude. What the (laughs) fuck, (laughs) dude? Whoa.
0: Yeah, straight up. Like, this movie, like, really pushed that PG-13 rating, and they were like, yep, right here. (laughs) Let's do it. We're given what, you know, it's like one F-bomb, right, that they get. And then, you know, it's just only so many of other profane words. And and, and so they just push that envelope, you know, and that, that's kind of just what makes it 80s. And that's fucking awesome, man.
2: Yeah, you have to remember that at the time, that was a relatively new rating. You know, it, it was initially made specifically for Raiders of the Lost Ark, if I remember correctly, because that one, it did didn't necessarily fit in what was traditionally called PG at the time, but it't really it didn't really go into full on uh, R rating, although although you know, Brad Jones the cinema snob would argue otherwise, he was saying, no, that was a hard R movie all the way. Uh-huh. Like mo- most all those movies were hard R movies, especially if they were released right now. Uh-huh. But this was when that was that new boundary that can be pushed. You know, and, and by establishing that, that also kind of pushed our ratings into how far they could be pushed, you know. Right. The boundaries like there. Like, I, I would argue that a huge reason why you started to see a lot more nudity in movies in the 80s and 90s was because of that. It was because of these types of pushes. So, anyway, yeah, I mean, this really is the most PG-13 80s movies ever. It's like 80s PG-13 all the way, it, it's, it's, which is that specific flavor, you know, yeah. it, it's, you know, it's not too, too much of a kid's movie, although th- there's obvious, you know, elements of that, but it's not so much a, an adult movie either. Mm-hmm. It's it, 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 the adults can get into it, but I mean, maybe it was kind of like ahead of its time, when, you know, kind of like how Shrek was in that respect.
0: OK, yeah.
2: Maybe uh, it was a little ahead of its time there.
0: Yeah, I, I see what you're talking about.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean this the other characters, the the other monsters, I should say they they fit some interesting uh archetypes as well. Like like for instance, you have the wolfman, you know, wolfman's got nards, of course. And and he is actually he, his human form is actually shown in Robert, it is actually, he is actually kind of sympathetic at first, right?
1: Yeah, he's trying to warn, like, somebody. He's trying to warn the cops, right? The cops, and, uh, I don't know, they tell him to lock him up, and he's he grabs the officer's guns, and then he just starts popping shots off over. it.
2: But, of course, that doesn't do anything, nope. for them because this brings up that classic, you know, uh, uh, cure for for being a werewolf which is that you have to shoot them with a silver bullet that's the only way to kill them and to end the curse and everything yeah but this movie also shows that w- that 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 is pretty absolute because i mean there's that scene where you have an exploding werewolf in midair which is an awesome fucking scene that that shit is so Fuck fucking yeah. awesome
1: mid-air explosion werewolf. mid-air
2: fucking exploding werewolf and it's just as gory as you would think you know it's like Holy shit, this is like that decapitation at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark all over again. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like, holy shit. Or, or no, 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 no. That's that. Uh, the effects right here, no, too. No, that's, that's not uh, Raiders. That's, uh, that's uh, Holy Grail. That's what that is. That, that...
0: Holy Grail?
2: Holy Grail. No, no, no. Uh, it's
0: there? been a while since I've seen the trilogy. All the monsters.
2: Yeah, it's been a while. It's like, excuse us. It's been a while since I've seen. Last Crusade. That's what it was. Last Crusade. Sorry, everybody. Indiana
0: Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's the the Holy Grail one. You're right.
2: Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, where the love interest is a Nazi. Oh, yeah, totally a Nazi. Yeah.
0: And then Sean Connery is involved.
2: Sean Connery. (laughs) (laughs) My (laughs) sword. But, yeah, and and he actually pulls himself back together. It's like, just magically, it's like... Obviously, blowing up a werewolf is not going to Ooh. completely kill them.
1: Damn! You know?
2: I mean, I, I remember, uh, I remember Robot Chicken had a little bit about that where they were doing this role playing. You know, it was like Vampire Last Masquerade or something. and Somebody was uh, playing a, a werewolf role, uh-huh. and then uh, like this, they somebody the somebody kept on like rolling and like uh, trying to different ways of killing the. Uh, the werewolf, it was like chopping him up into little pits and then throwing them down, like pouring them down a drain and then draining it out into the ocean, but it still wouldn't kill him. Mm-hmm. So it's like it kinda has that effect here. This is like confirmed right there. Right. You know. And, and indeed the only thing that takes care of him is a silver bullet, which which by the way, you can see in the montage, you can see uh you can you see Ricky making that shit and that's fucking awesome he's he's straight up making silver bullets in chemistry class
0: fuck
1: yeah
2: like that's metal as fuck right
1: Robert oh yeah took his yeah. mother's sterling silver yeah
2: and then we do have a mummy the mummy is there there's a local exhibit at a uh at, at a local museum and everything and the mummy the mummy walks off and there's that comedic scene where, you know, that that one, the, the black cop, you know, he's like he's the token black guy of the movie, by the Fuck way. Yeah. And he he's just like a six thousand year old, a two thousand year old man doesn't just get up and walk away. And like you just see the mummy just walk it skulking forward and everything. And somehow that mummy ends up in that uh, the little kid with the confederate cap. He, he ends up in his uh, in his closet, of all places. And then you have that bit with his dad and everything. So mm. the, the mummy is very much exactly as as you would uh, think it is, you know. And there is also the creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: The creature from the Black La- yeah, Lagoon, is, or I think technically the Gill Man.
2: The Gill Man, yeah, that's what it's called. Robert, what do you think about the uh, creature effects on, the, this, on this character? Like, I mean, did they really uh, capture the original feel or what?
1: Oh, I do have that film too, man. Well, yeah. what's, well the, what's best about the the original is like the shooting it from the underwater scene. Yeah, like exactly. Capturing the creature. Dude, it is amazing just looking how, at how,
2: it. How do you think this creature holds up to that one?
1: It looks just like it.
2: Very much so, yeah. And it's just as terrifying as well, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that's the most notable about Creature from the Black Lagoon is that to this day, the creature is fucking terrifying. Like when he, the moment he comes out of the water, it's just like... Holy fuck, man, It's like what what is this thing? Where did it come from, and what does it want and but here once again, he's under Dracula's spell somehow, you know
1: yeah, I think it's that cane right that yeah, it,
2: it's it's the cane, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's the full-on source of it
1: or the amulet, the cane and the amulet or S- something he's like controlling that. them somehow, he's getting them to do things, right
2: exactly, yeah. Uh, who to call when you have ghosts but who do you call when you have monsters we're the monster squad what's a squad
1: it's like my own vice i think
2: they're young and inexperienced
1: Naughty virgin!
2: They're a bit disorganized. Monsters are not real.
1: We don't know that, sir. 2,000 year old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves! But when strange things start happening in town.
0: There's a monster in my closet. Ooh! Look at that big, scary monster! What's happening? You
2: ain't got a werewolf.
1: Silver bullet? They're the only ones
2: ready to do battle.
1: Cookie he's is killing people, and if it's monsters, nobody's going to do a thing about it but us. Soon the creatures of the night shall oh, oh, oh. rule monsters? Oh. Us? Midnight in the world, remember?
2: Maybe we can be like... Squad and stitch you to mass bombs. We got two thirty five. Stitch back up. Hurry ah!
0: we squad. The book is right. Don't you see it's all true?
1: By midnight, you guys. they won't seem so young anymore.
2: And, of course, we have quite possibly the best character out of this entire movie, Frankenstein's monster. Uh-huh. Guys, what, what, what can we say about Frankenstein's monster here, man? Like,
1: At least they got that right, actually. He's, w- he's like the sloth of the group, right?
2: Exactly. He, he's the sloth of the group. Yeah and, yeah, and
0: and and the characters actually make a point of that when they're testing uh, Rudy. You know, they one of the, the tests that they the test questions that they propose to him is, uh, you know, what is it, uh, Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster?
2: Yeah, and he and he gets it right, and course. he gets
0: it right. He answers yeah. Frankenstein's monster. So, yeah, I think I'm glad that the movie at least acknowledges that, which is cool for its time and at least, especially.
2: Definitely, yeah. But I, I like the the creature design on him as well. I mean, he he totally evokes the original uh, Frankenstein movie monster and everything. He oh, totally yeah. has the look. He has the bolts. He he doesn't have the green look, of course. But I mean, he doesn't need to. You know, it's like it's like a good mixture of the monster from the original book and the monster from uh, from the original movie. It's a good mixture of the two. But he also has the best personality out of all of them because you know even though he's a little wonky and everything cuz he's dead and he's he's an undead person or whatever. Like he he yeah he's the sloth of this movie and he's so lovable, you know?
0: You know actually he does remind me of the one from Young Frankenstein.
2: He does. Yeah, <laughs> from Young Frankenstein. From uh, Mel Brooks. Yeah, hell yeah, that's yeah. a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> fucking that's okay, a great fucking movie. Gene
1: Wilder. Yeah.
2: I also love how they have they, they lift that one scene from the original Frankenstein movie, like almost verbatim, where the monster comes up on that little girl and then kind of makes friends with her and everything. They kind of they kind of lampshade that, but in, instead of something happening to her, of course she makes friends with him and then she she ends up bringing in the the monster over to the monster squad and being like, hey guys, can I be a, can I join the club now? It's like I don't think they ever. They ever reiterated whether she joined the club or not, but you know,
0: well, you know, Rudy acknowledges it. Yeah, Rudy. I does. guess I'm in the fucking club now.
2: Yeah, right. I guess I'm in the club now. Whatever he
1: says. Even though they didn't tell him that he was in, right? Yeah, right. It's like yeah, he passed their quiz, their test. He yeah. passed.
2: He passed it. To be fair.
1: No. Nope. He says something to that effect at the end of the movie, and it's
0: another badass line, you know. It's a Robert Ortegon line. It's
2: a total Robert Ortegon line.
0: Oh,
1: good.
2: <laughs> now, the story itself doesn't really make a whole lot of sense when you really get down to it. I mean, I, I guess there's an am, there's of course the amulet that you know Dracula wants, but I I think that it it, it brings up this portal or whatever and to limbo. It's 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 a, the portal to limbo.
0: Yeah, the portal to limbo.
2: And it's like. Okay, so this thing is only usable once every one hundred years, and okay, so what's the point? Like, what, right. what is he going to do with it? It's only it, it can only be used once every hundred years, and it can only be used. It, it it can only be activated by the words of a virgin reading a uh, reading an incantation,
0: which for some reason they assume means to be a girl.
2: Yeah, what the fuck. <laughs> what the fuck is that? That That's a very 80s thing right there, right? Like, my God.
0: I have expected one of the kids to be, like, the one, like, punk of the group who's like, yeah, except for me.
2: Oh, that,
0: that I guess yeah. that rules me out. Yeah, that's what he wants. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Exactly. There's going to be that one kid that says some some shit like that, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be the one dumbass kid, <laughs> you know. But, Yeah. I mean, if Dracula's motivations are just so wonky to me. And, and, and then there's just how, how he actually gets control of all the monsters. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, like we said, it's that cane or whatever, but where does the power come from? Is it coming from the cane? Is it just natural powers that Dracula has? Robert, make me understand
1: this. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's... I have no idea. There's rubies in the eyes that control everything, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's it, it's like I mean, where does this what does this all really lead to? Like, what is his end game here? Right, you know, like like I mean, he already vanquished Van Helsing. Van Van
1: Helsing is in limbo. It'd be oh cool my. with Abbott and Costello, bro.
2: Oh, there you go. He's trying to take revenge on Albert, Abbott and Costello <laughs> straight up. I can totally fucking believe that, that that's all that this is. I
1: used to rent that one so much, too.
2: Oh, yeah. Abbott and Costello meets uh, Dracula.
1: Yeah, meets the, the monsters. Meets or the, the
2: monsters. Oh, man, he did uh, Franken, Frankenstein meets uh, meets the Wolfman, I think, even. Yeah,
1: all of them, right, yeah, in one movie. That was cool.
2: That's classic shit, man. And it, it's, it, it's, it's hilarious that they kind of invoke that a little bit, you know. But, I mean, going back to the plot, I mean, also you have the how the Monster Squad itself works, you know? Like, I mean, I guess they just add members that, that easily or whatever. I mean, like, like what, what is the ultimate point of the Monster Squad? I mean, what, what is it really? Is it just a fan club? Are they, do they exterminate monsters? What the fuck? They're the
0: Monster Squad. They're, they're like vanquished. the Ghostbusters.
2: They're the Ghostbusters, but the Ghostbusters exactly. are cool, though. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're they're kids. So, they're kids. You know. Oh yeah.
2: They're like, like they, they, they did that recently in Ghostbusters Afterlife too. They had kids being the uh, Ghostbusters this time, so I guess that that came around full circle.
1: It's like the first supernatural, other than Kolchak, Night Stalker.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Detectives, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: But yeah, Dracula has no real end game, like no real reason to control all the monsters that he does. You it's because
0: he's the Chad, man. It's implied; we don't get to see it, but we we know that this motherfucker has conquered the other monsters.
2: Yeah, but is that really that impressive in its own right?
1: Oh. <laughs> this is how it gets Frankenstein's monster going.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. There's an actual scene where he actually. Uh, Brings uh, Frankenstein's monster back to life with with lightning, of course, you it's know, like attached to his bolts.
1: Like he's jumping on right? like a car. Like, are,
2: are, are, his, are the bolts on the monster in the right place, according to lore? Is, it, it's in the know. necks, right? The neck. It's in the neck. That, that's where it's supposed Side to be. Yeah. So I guess that would be anatomically correct for him. Kind of, sort of.
0: Probably. I don't know.
2: I don't know. But... The actual the actual climax of this movie, I mean, it's it's totally fucking great. Like, it's it's preceded by a straight up eighties montage, the most eighties of all montages, man. This Fuck side, yeah. and it, I love how they print out the business cards. Yeah, they straight up do that. <laughs> they they go into like printing class and everything, and they print out business cards like and that's everything. That's important. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like that. That's like the most important thing. It's like they've got to be official about this shit, you know. Yeah, so like, that
0: at the end they can tell the FBI, you know, we're the Monster Squad.
2: Exactly. Oh yeah, they they have to do that. They have to they have to identify themselves as the Monster sorry, Squad. Sorry, the military. Yeah, it's the military that shows up in the end. That we'll we'll get to that here in a little bit. But man, it's like the way that they take everybody on in that uh, town square is fucking awesome. Like first off, you have R- uh, Ricky. He uh, he actually uh, kills the uh, the uh, three sisters. Uh. huh like that was really cool. He was just like, "I'm in the goddamn club, am I, ain't I?" That's what he says. Yeah, he says, "I'm in the goddamn club, ain't I?" And and he, and he fucking
0: he fucking kills him with a bow.
2: He does with a bow and arrow with the with the stakes attached to the arrows. Wood right. class,
1: right? Wood shop.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. He went to yeah exactly. I showed him with wood shop but making stakes and everything, which was fucking badass.
1: Pretty dude. awesome. Pretty handy, right?
2: It really was.
1: Da-na-na. Oh, it's the same mother from the Goonies too, right? Ash? Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, that's the the same mother from the Goonies, incidentally. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: All around Goonies. And that's Sean Astin. Oh,
2: sorry. (laughs) If if only Sean Astin (laughs) was in this movie. Right. That would have been amazing. It's
1: our time down here. It's their time up there. It's their time over there. But yeah,
2: once again, with the... Like near the ending of the movie, you know, you have the scene where they—they they, of course they assume that his sister is the aforementioned uh, the aforementioned virgin and everything, but right. of course that doesn't work out. So they use the little girl, which is kind of weird aspersion to cast on a little eight, five or eight year old girl or whatever, a little five year old or whatever. It's like well,
0: and again, any of the boys there are virgins. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? <laughs> like when did we establish this weird rule that it had to be a girl?
2: I don't understand that either. It's it's very, very. what's the word here? It's, you know, it's not very feminist, obviously.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. Kind of
2: sexist, maybe. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Somewhat. Like, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's hasn't aged well. It's but a product
0: of its time. It's a
2: product of its time, but it's not the worst fucking movie. No. When it comes to that.
0: It's not the worst of its time by far. Now,
2: there is some dropping of some certain uh, gay slurs near the beginning of the movie. To be fair, it's done by the bully, and he he pays for it. But, you know, he pays a consequence. But, yeah, expect to see that. Expect to see that and hear that in this movie. But, honestly, I'm, I'm glad that this movie really wears its 80s-ness just on its, its sleeve, you know? Yeah. It's unabashedly 80s, kind of in a way where a, a future episode of ours, uh, the movie Clueless, is so unabashedly 90s. Right. You know? mm-hmm. it's, it's like 80s as fuck. And I just love where it goes here, you know?
0: Yeah, we've done a lot of the unabashedly 90s movies, so I'm actually glad that we're doing this and, and The Goonies, you know, getting more of that unabashedly 80s, content. We're going to be doing Spaceballs as well, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: And, you know, it's only fitting now that, you know, Stranger Things is starting to kind of get into its own little uh, conclusion and everything, that you, which invariably was influenced by a movie like this, by movies like this and It and The Goonies and whatnot, like, very much influenced. And also the It movies that we did not uh-huh. too long ago, like, those are another <laughs> example of that. The very first It chapter one. Like that that was an example of that.
0: See, even even it had the fat kid who had in the end, ultimately big dick energy.
2: Oh, god damn it. (laughs) Once again, man. Once
1: again. Can't prove me wrong. Yeah, yeah.
2: Once again, that's another year that I'm reminded that Stephen King wrote that and does not fucking remember it. (laughs) He does not, he has, he's like, fuck if I know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Sorry, I have no fucking clue. It,
1: it, it made me money. I, I think,
0: honestly, I genuinely believe he was just on a cocaine-fueled bend. And nobody told and, him no. And nobody told him no, nobody exactly. Nobody
2: fucking told him no there. It's, it's <laughs> fucking incredible.
0: An editor. An editor read that <laughs> and okayed it. That, that's, that's, that's what really gets me. But yeah, see, exactly. The fat kid, the fat kid always has the big dick. The Eldon, the, the, uh, the fat kid of
2: this movie, Horace. Horace. Yeah. 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 You, you put some respect on his name. Motherfucking Horace. <laughs> his Horace. name is Horace. He is not
0: fat kid. He is Horace. He is
2: Horace. Fuck.
1: Yeah. Fucking yeah. Eldon. Oh. Eldon. Yeah. Eldon Smalls. Sorry.
2: Yeah. But I mean, One of the saddest moments in the movie is when Frankenstein's monster is sucked up into the void and Sean's little sister, oh, she's just so heartbroken. She's like, no, please don't leave me. No, it's like, I'm just like, no, don't leave. Yeah, that is actually kind of sad. It's very very heartbreaking. And I'm just like, why? Why would you do this? Why?
0: Yeah, because the Frankenstein monster seems... He's a pretty chill dude, you know? And, like, now he's probably not got a great future with Dracula, sharing a dimension with him of limbo, apparently.
2: <laughs> oh, unequivocally, yeah. That, that's just not going to be a fun hundred years or so.
0: No, you know what? You know what? Maybe Frankenstein is like, you know, he's like the Hulk. He's actually going to fuck all of them up. Oh. He'll become the new boss.
2: Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's just going to fucking wreck shop.
0: Free of his restraints against his former master. He right. does not give a fuck.
2: Not a single solitary fuck. I can see that happening. <laughs> he, he basically turns Limbo into Waco Mundo and everything. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, straight up. He, he has his own espada yes. and everything.
1: So that's the actor from Everybody Loves Raymond, right?
2: That is, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. is. What's his name? I forget his name. Damn it. But anyway, I think that we're getting to the point of the episode where we can start talking about final thoughts here. I think that we just need to go ahead and start with Robert because, you know, This, this is, is his
1: movie. No, this, no. Is your,
2: this is your movie, Robert. Yeah. So what are your final thoughts on the Monster Squad?
1: Monster Squad. I think it is a great double feature movie to watch alongside with the Goonies. Um I think I was watching it on AMC or something. But, uh, yeah, it's a good back-to-back uh, feature. And especially still fitting, you know, like the October month aesthetic, right? Exactly. Definitely. Exactly. See, we're in Halloween already. I mean, it's actually right. But, yeah, this is one of those childhood movies that I I would rent from Blockbuster and uh, couldn't couldn't get enough of it, really, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, like I said at the beginning of the movie, this is very much a video store movie. Yeah. You know, kind of like... House, kind of like Evil Dead, kind of like you know Meet the Feebles or Bad Taste or The Shining. Like this, this is one of those movies that you know you see it on the in the horror section when you were a kid, with all the displays and everything, and you're just like, whoa! It's like that shit looks batshit, you know. And 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 this is very evocative of that era. You know, yeah. a, like that particular time and place, you know, that so many of us remember so fondly.
0: See, if no one gave a fuck in the 90s, then nobody gave a fuck in the 80s.
2: Absolutely a- at not. At
0: least that's how I can kind of see it from outside of living in that era. But <laughs> for what I've witnessed in the world of music, of cinema, you know, it, of gaming even, you know, it is, it is truly an era that did not give a fuck.
2: Absolutely. It, w- it was pretty much a it was pretty much like a Wild West at the Rock time. Rock and roll era. Right? And, it, and that was uh, when the Internet was just barely a gleam in the uh, a gleam in uh, DARPA's mind, you know, a gleam in DARPA's eye or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But Ash, what are your final thoughts on uh, Monster Squad?
0: Oh, I mean, it is definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I think, you know, like you said, Robert, you know, and especially with picking this movie, it is a good companion piece to the Goonies, but also totally applicable to, uh, you know, the spooky season. I think it's a perfect kind of marriage of those two concepts, and I'm glad that we're talking about it because, you know, just the the archetypes that we see uh, portrayed just unabashedly throughout the movie and just, you know, the sheer... It of it being a blast, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unequivocally. Right. My final thoughts are that this movie is just, just a type of joy that I don't know if any other movie could ever really capture, you know, I mean, it, it's like we were watching the nostalgia critic review on that. And also we watched uh, the hack, the movies, uh, Review of it as well. Uh And they really said that this movie was so odd because, you know, it wasn't really marketed towards kids. It had elements of a kids' movie, but it also had elements of a straight up horror film and a straight up monster movie that, and all that gore and swearing and everything that just made that really out of place. And, you know, couple in, you know, the whole mystique of the new the then new, uh, PG 13 rating. I mean, th- it gives this movie a very unique place in cinema. You know, it's, it's just an era that we're just never going to really, really fucking feel again. You know, only other way that I would say that is, you know, it's kind of like what happened when, you know, the gaming uh, ratings were initially introduced, you know? Right. There was that one little period where, you know, you had like MA-13, MA MA-13+, then you had like MA-18, and then you had like Adults Only. Like, it was a little complicated. They hadn't streamlined it. So there was that little weird gray area, you know? And right. And, and, and there were a lot of games that filled that gray area, and that's kind of the same way here. This is that gray area. You know, That that's what this movie is. It's that gray area in time and in cinema where you know, the just the perfect the perfect moments just collided to make this a unique thing. I mean, a big part of that, of course, is the goonies, you know, right. That, that's a huge part of that. And of course, you know it, you know that was another, the, the progenitor of all of that. And you know, this movie is also a celebration of monster movies in general. It's a celebration of the universal movies it's a celebration of hammer horror like which i of course like i said earlier i believe that this is more evocative of the uh, hammer horror style than anything Uh, it kind of has more that i would even say that the the dracula is even played more like peter cushing or christopher lee than say bella lugosi or anything like you have some a little bit of bella lugosi there but not entirely
1: yeah jack palance played dracula too
2: yeah jack palance yeah he was a good dracula as well yeah
1: he uh, was? I actually want to see that. I've only seen a trailer.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, this movie, it's pure 80s, like, even more so than anything else that came out at that time. It's its a product of its time, and you just can't help but love it for it. Another example non-horror would probably be, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's another movie that's very unabashedly 80s, or maybe even, like, uh, going back to horror, like Sleepaway Camp. You know, with a lot Stevie of the, the fashion and everything, and also and also the fact that you can literally have a fucking pedophile character there just get get murked.
1: Oh, mm. back in my day, we called them baldies.
2: Oh my god! Oh, why even why even bring that up? Oh <laughs> Jesus! Fuck? Jesus the, Christ! The baldies. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. But yeah, I mean, this is just pure Halloween influenced monster movie kid team genre bliss. If you're able to watch this, like you can find it on Paramount Plus, you can find it on, I believe it's on Tubi, it's on Pluto. Like you could you could find it pretty easily. Like yeah. I, I think you can even rent it on YouTube. So and, and if you can find it on DVD or Blu-ray, I highly recommend doing that as well. So yeah, keep an eye out for this movie and check it out. It's it's a holiday classic. It's it's especially something that just evokes Halloween. One hundred percent. Hell yeah, yeah. So anyway, Robert, since you weren't here for our uh, for our season premiere, we just want to ask you, like, what do you think of uh, this season? Are you excited for this season and everything of the podcast?
1: Oh yeah, we got a good list going. I can't wait to do Corvette Summer.
2: Yeah, that's actually going to be our season finale.
1: Finale. And also
2: we're doing need the need for speed. Need for speed. Fuck yeah, the need for speed. It's like and Ash, aren't we going to do something gaming-wise as well? Yes. For need so for speed?
0: On uh yeah, at some point on collateral gaming, we will do a need for speed. Uh I would love to to collaborate with you on that, Robert. You know, if if and you know we can do uh Hello. yeah, because I we've got a few episodes quite a few episodes this season coming up that Bo's gonna be on on collateral gaming, so Anytime you want to do Need for Speed.
2: Yeah. Dude, I have the first three games that ever came out on a PlayStation Classic right here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, think, or I s- think there's a new one coming out. There's also a new one? Really? I think so. Ooh, that could be really good. Remember
1: playing like Need for Speed Carvin and Rivals? and.
2: Yeah, on a PlayStation
1: 2 era? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good I stuff. I have one of the the latest ones from like the the movie where you can play as the car movie. Movie that's car, awesome.
2: sorry, that is fucking awesome. It is dude. pretty
1: damn cool. Like, yeah, same Fuck color yeah. and everything, same Shelby. It's like,
2: so yeah, yeah, that that that's gonna be our uh, car mo- co- movies, actually two car movies this time. And uh next month we're going to be doing uh Rocky two, huh? which is something we've been meaning to get back to is the Rocky franchise.
1: Hey,
2: yeah, and Yo, we're gonna Adrian, do- Adrian, Adrian, hey Paulie, hey Paulie. <laughs> Yeah, but we're also going to do the Goonies. Hell yeah. We were originally going to do back-to-back with Monster Squad, but uh, shocked and applauded they ever wanted to be on that episode, and they can't record until after the 13th of November, so we're, we're probably going to push that recording date forward a little bit. But... We got
1: Halloween ends. And then,
2: yeah, we got Halloween ends. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be our official Halloween episode And we're going to be doing that with uh, the uh, folks at Film Rage, the uh, podcast and everything. And uh, I'm I'm excited about that. And I think that we were talking about maybe making our official Patreon commentary this month, Halloween 78. What do y'all think about that?
0: I think we should do that. Yeah, I think because we're going to watch it anyway. And then we're going to watch Halloween 2018 and then Halloween... Kills. 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 Yeah, just so to kind
2: of get ready, yeah. So we can stay on this new timeline and everything. Yep, so to, m-
1: gotta do it.
0: Might as well
2: record a commentary while we're watching that, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as for Collateral Gaming
0: this month, uh, we are doing Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 2 Remake, and so we'll also be collaborating with Collateral Cinema to talk about the uh, Resident Evil movie franchise on a director's cut episode.
2: Yeah, I believe that we're going to do the original Resident Evil. We're going to talk about that and then talk about the latest uh, Resident Evil movie that came out recently. Welcome to Raccoon City. Welcome to Raccoon City.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that would be a good combo, yeah.
2: And honestly, I'm going to get you to play Resident Evil Director's Cut as well because, I mean, I know you played the remake, but you need to play the Director's Cut. Yeah. You need to play the OG shit. Right, Right, Robert? I mean, I know that you played OG Resi, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, like Resident Evil One. I mean, that that's such good shit, right?
1: Old school, man.
2: What What are your thoughts on the movies?
1: Uh, the original movie's pretty sick. I mean, the fu- the final chapter one's badass.
2: Yeah, I don't know. it's it's not bad. It's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I actually kind of, unironically, un- like the first movie. Yeah, it's, the first one, right? I I remember seeing that in the theaters yeah. when it first came oh, out. So. Yeah. Yeah, that that was actually a fun little movie moment for me. I I also incidentally we're doing Silent Hill this season. Mm-hmm. I saw that first run as well.
0: Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah, that 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 was pretty cool.
0: Uh, we're gonna do another collaboration uh, for the Silent Hill episode as well. Uh, I think we're gonna actually do something on the bonus round Silent Hill related. So yeah, you know that, that's to be determined. Oh, but Confederate you hat, know.
2: Confederate hat. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we also recently started our season off with uh, Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VII Remake. So uh, Collateral Gaming is actually, uh, we're, we're kicking off our season as well. And i, I was and on excited the, about it.
2: I was on those episodes as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. Bo's actually playing a little bit more of an active part this season as a uh, recurring guest.
2: Yeah, a recurring guest host. Here exactly. Especially when it comes to like any type of retro gaming, like, yeah, I would like to. I would like to bring Dino Crisis to the podcast. Like, yeah, y'all, y'all need to check out Dino Crisis. Good stuff.
0: Hell like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That I, I'm, dude. I'm down for anything this season. I mean, we've got a lot of uh, bonus round episodes to flush out there, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about the future of Collateral Cinema this season as well. I mean, we hit over ten thousand downloads last season. We're quickly approaching eleven thousand. Uh, we have director Tom Six following us. Of the Human Centipede, which we recently reviewed, and we also have, uh, uh, you know, we got a like from uh, Andre Gower, the prote- you know, the actor that played the protagonist coon of this movie, Sean. Mm.
2: Hell yeah, man, hell yeah. So yeah, we, we're we're kind of rising up the ranks a little bit, and if you want to help us rise up in the ranks. Uh, give us a five star rating on your favorite podcast app. Like especially if it's like Apple podcasts or a pod chaser or good pods or anything like that, anything that will help us uh, climb the ranks of, of the podcasting charts and everything like every, uh, every one of those helps out tremendously. And also check out our Patreon. We have $1 and $5 tiers to become a patron And you know you can get your name spoken on the podcast if if you're a first time uh, a first time patron and everything, and you can also get access to full length feature film commentaries such as the the, Buttercream Gang, the Buttercream Gang, The Room, Freddy Got Fingered, House of the Dead, Fire in the Sky, all kinds of interesting stuff. And we're going to try to actually add one Patreon commentary a month. And also maybe a director's cut commentary every now and again for free, right, out there. So, and like we said before, more than likely, Halloween nineteen seventy eight is going to be our next Patreon commentary. So, look for that. Like I know that a lot of people are really digging, you know, Halloween this this time of year. You know, they're digging uh, Michael Myers and everything. So,
0: yeah, actually it's going to be cool because I've heard some good things about like terrifier two, And part of me is like, yeah. man, that would have been good to cover that in some we, way. We need, or, we
2: need to do, we need to cover terrifier somewhere along the way.
0: I think so. I think that would be a, that, that would be a good idea. Yeah.
2: Robert, you've heard of terrifier, right? You know, art, the clown. Yeah. 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 I know you have. What do you think about that? You ever, ever tried to watch it?
1: Um, I've only seen trailers really, but yeah, I, I looked at a few of the, what is it, Trick or Treat Studio masks? And yeah, they're, yeah,
2: they're, he, they have some pretty crazy art. The clown masks.
1: Yeah, they're pretty legit. It looks spot yeah. on.
2: Yeah, right on. But anyway, you can find Collateral Cinema and Collateral Gaming on uh, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on uh, Google Podcasts. You can find us on Show Lover Radio. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Radio. F- check us out on YouTube. Follow us there and uh, subscribe.
0: Yeah, recently finally updated all of our YouTube content. So YouTube is actually up to date, and I hope to actually keep that up to date uh, for this season. You know, if it doesn't upload automatically from Podbean, then I'll just make sure that we get the episode uploaded. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not hard to do. No. So... Yeah, we'll, we'll keep that up to date. We'll have more Patreon commentaries to do more uh, director's cut, you know, be a little bit more consistent with that. And I'm really excited, actually, man. It's it's going to be a fun season. This is truly the fun season. This is
2: the fun season of Collateral Cinema. And you can find Collateral Cinema on the Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. Check out our Facebook shit posting group. I believe we also have a Discord yeah. if you want to try to find us there. I believe that we have one, right?
0: Yeah, it's probably C cinema podcast or search up collateral cinema. You'll find it or collateral media podcasts. Collateral
2: media podcast. Yeah. On on Facebook, it's collateral media podcasts. That's our shit posting group. And
0: on discord, I think, I I think, uh, I think it's the same. Yeah. Collateral media.
2: Collateral media. Exactly. So, So, yeah. So yeah, join us and shit post about movies, about gaming, comic books, the MCU, DCU. Hell, even, even the Schneider cut. Who cares?
0: Whatever. Whatever. Man.
2: As long as you're not toxic assholes, I mean, you're welcome to do whatever.
0: Yeah. Go out and go out and, you know, anything that's movie related, video game related, pop culture related, you know, television, anime, whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know, de- it,
2: yeah, definitely.
0: That That's okay. Because eventually at some point there's probably going to be a collateral podcast to represent it. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you know, that's our honest hope is to sort of branch out and cover more media and uh, I'm I'm just excited to be uh, talking about the the current media that we have, you know, exploring the world of cinema, uh, checking out classics like The Monster Squad.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Something I otherwise had not had a chance to see. So, you know, it's actually been it's it's going to be a lot of fun and I think this has been a fun Halloween, ep, you know, month episode.
2: So far, it has been a fun Halloween. Yeah. Robert, anything else to add? You got anything you want to plug? No. No, you sure?
1: No, we'll just take it as it comes, right?
2: Take it as it comes? I guess so.
1: Just like prison rules? Prison rules this
2: motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, I guess that that's a good point to just jump off and go ahead and stop recording and start chilling out and everything. So, ladies and gentlemen, have a happy Halloween. Have a safe holiday season. Uh, Definitely check out The Monster Squad. Like, check out whatever type of horror movies you want and Slavio Karini and fuck SCOTUS and also just fuck Trump in general fuck it (laughs) (laughs) laters everybody happy Halloween